when you vacation, you walk away with it. Everyone, it's very consistent. Returns from their vacation. Yes, there's a definition, but when they return, it's always, you know, it was good, it was fun, it was nice weather. Weather is always an important part of it. Um, food and company, it's always the same people that you see on a daily basis and, and you're in a new location. The purpose is to relax, but neither here nor there. The, the when you ask someone how their travel was, they can't, it's such an experience, they can't put it into words. Welcome to Mindfully Chaotic. I'm Amanda Marie, New England-based intuitive healer, community builder, manifestation artist, and founder of Wicked Smart Wellness. Life is a journey unique to each and every one of us with ups and downs and curves and an infinite amount of possibilities. I know firsthand what it's like to feel defeated, but I've learned how to challenge life and create opportunities in abundance for myself as I move forward down any and every path I choose. My intention is to guide you to harness your own power to create for yourself the journey that you thought was only possible in your dreams. Growth does not need to happen alone, so between myself and occasional guests from the community, I will share with you the tools to shift your mindset, strengthen your intuition, and bring forward all of your intentions. When you live and speak your truth, what you say and do will manifest. Thank you for listening to Mindfully Chaotic. With intention and purpose, traveling is a remarkable journey that every human deserves to experience. Today's guest understands this. For the past 30 years, he had been working in the restaurant business, bringing together delicious foods and atmospheres where customers could create their own memories. In 2018, with a backpack and some inspiration, he cashed in his proverbial chips and took off to see the world. The inspiration clearly worked because he never returned. His journey of uncertainty found its purpose of exploring what the world has to offer. He is currently working on a cookbook about Vietnam's food and culture that will be available in 2022. Besides authentic Vietnamese recipes, Paul hopes to do his part in piquing the reader's interest in understanding the world in any aspect. Once you do that, he feels like everyone will understand each other a little better. It's with great honor and great pleasure that I introduce to you today's guest, Paul B. Kennedy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mindfully Chaotic. I'm Amanda Marie, and today I have the pleasure of sitting down with Paul Kennedy. He is someone who has quite an adventure to share, so I'm going to pass the mic over to him and let him tell you a little bit about who he is and what his story is and why I'm so excited to share it with you all today. Hello, Amanda Marie. Hello, everyone. I don't know where you want me to start. I've just started learning that what I thought was a uh, decision spur of the moment to make a change in my life. I now understand it's um, there are decisions that build up throughout your entire life that you tuck away, you don't act on. But nonetheless, I am from New York City, where I moved here from. I'm currently living in Hanoi, Vietnam. Love it. I did not plan on moving here, and I think that might be the highlight of my conversation. I left on a vacation back in 2018 and I decided at the end of the vacation to not return. I literally stood on the beach in Santorini and said, I'm going to keep traveling. And I didn't have my first passport until the week I left. 
So I never, it was a big jump, a big leap. And I'm now about three and a half years into it. So you literally got a passport, went on a vacation, and then never returned. So you're not on a vacation anymore. You're, you're traveling, you're living. I'm traveling. And it, a lot of these revelations are things that happen through the experience. I never understood why I didn't like vacationing. Um, I just knew I didn't like it, but I didn't understand what traveling was. So at a certain point, I went from vacationing to traveling. And that's when the awareness, that's when the, the, the doors started opening. I never liked vacationing, but I loved traveling. So can so we kind of to touch upon the, the difference of those two things? Well, there's the more, to, let me start by saying, when you vacation, you walk away with it. Everyone, it's very consistent. Returns from their vacation, yes, there's a definition, but when they return, it's always, you know, it was good, it was fun, it was nice weather. Weather is always an important part of it. Um, food and company, it's always the same people that you see on a daily basis and, and you're in a new location. The purpose is to relax, but neither here nor there. The, the vaca- when you ask someone how their travel was, they can't, it's such an experience, they can't put it into words. So that's where I am right now, even still with you three and a half years into it. It's such an experience that I have a very difficult time expressing what the takeaway is. So that's really a huge difference. But the difference is, in short, you a vacation you go to relax. You go to get away. It's a break. It doesn't have to do with the, the length of time. But one is the purpose is a break away from your normal routine. Whereas traveling, very specific. Now, some people will disagree or they're not focused on this. But you have to go with the intent to maximize your curiosity. Oh, you have to. I like that. If it's, it's not about if you spent two months in Thailand. It's not about 20 passport stamps in a year. None of that really matters. Because those could be vacations. It could be experiences. It could be traveling is about going to purposefully maximize what you can, what you're allowed to receive from that place. Otherwise, you may have traveled there, but it's not a traveling experience. The rules are you have to travel by yourself. Because if you take what I said as my, for my definition of it, to maximize it, if you have a person or persons with you, there are distractions and you're not maximizing it. And there's a, plays a huge part and I experienced it. Everywhere I went, being by myself, my experience was different. I don't care if I was wandering by myself, with a tour group, it didn't matter. My experience was always greater than anyone who was with somebody else. And it's obvious, there's no argument. 
There's no argument to it. That makes sense. When you're with other people, um, I can see why it would be more of a vacation versus a travel uh, versus a right. travel and experience because you're then like accommodating other people doing what they want to do. There's yes. like more, there's more to it. You're not able to really focus and expand that curiosity as you were saying, I feel like. Yeah, we're people pleasers. We want to, um, we want to engage in conversation. It's so, with so many situations where I was by myself, I got to talk to the tour guide or I got to wander away from the group. I got to uh, observe while others were talking to each other distracted night and day the experience is night and day so there's nothing wrong with any of them there's nothing wrong with vacationing there's nothing wrong with traveling with somebody but if you want to truly travel and which is how you change and how you learn you have to travel by yourself you have to i will i will i will guide you to bring a backpack there's other suggestions that definitely help um but you have to, you have to go by yourself. It makes sense. I've always been intrigued by the idea of solo travel, but it always yeah. seems so impossible. Like it always feels impossible. And I will, <laughs> like I'm, no, saying no, no. It, I'm saying this with a grain of salt, knowing <laughs> that like where this is good, where this will go. I know, I know. Like yes. it's, I'm guilty of making excuses. I personally am guilty of making the excuses of like, oh, well, Real I have a kid or, oh, I don't have enough money. But the thing are, I, I'm calling them excuses because I am aware that these are things that can be worked around. Absolutely, absolutely. And those two excuses that you handed me are the top two I hear from everyone, everyone. And I, I think if I was to ask you, you know, do you know, do you have a nice bag or did you go to someone's wedding or did you go on vacation? I could probably figure out the budget. You know, I could probably find room in your budget somehow. My situation, and you can probably relate. So I was, I went to culinary school in Charleston, then I went up to New York. My flight from New York to Charleston costs more than my flight from New York to Vietnam. That's interesting. 24 hours away. So costs and hotels, you can say for, say at hotels here in Vietnam for probably a month for the same price as a night or two in New York or Charleston. Unfortunately, that doesn't surprise me actually. Like, <laughs> because, but that's just reality is. Yeah, no, I, and, and I think when you think of it like that and you start putting down the numbers, I mean, so I plan retreats, um, it, they got held off because of the pandemic. So none of them have officially right. happened yet. Right. But I was looking because one of my top spots that I've always talked about visiting was Costa Rica and it hasn't happened yet. And I got to say, I was actually extremely surprised when I realized how cost efficient it truly was. Like I, it was a round trip. Like you said, if I, I could pay more in gas to drive to New York <laughs> City versus like to fly to this like other country, to this other place of the world that's so beautiful that I am just dreaming about and looking at pictures of instead of experiencing. I would take a uh, Uber in New York from Manhattan to Brooklyn, go home, go home. It would cost me 65 bucks a night, $65 for. When the pandemic started, I can't leave Vietnam because they won't let you back in. Makes so sense. I've still been traveling within the country but in the beginning, I limited my flying in Vietnam. And so I would 
because I didn't really, you know, we weren't back, we, they didn't vaccinate us until September, et cetera, et cetera. So I would take a R version of Uber, but I would take it three and a half hours because I would want to not be around people. It was safer. It just made sense. Three and a half hour Uber, and it would be less than my trip home from work in New York. It would be under 50 bucks for three and a half hours in a car ride, <laughs> in a car ride by myself. Three oh and a half hours. Goodness. See though? So there's that. Yeah. Go there's ahead. that excuse right out the window. Flying across the country from, I'm in the north in Hanoi, flying to the south, Ho Chi Minh, like 35 bucks. Oh my gosh. See? And they feed you. It's. <laughs> and they feed you. That's amazing. It's, yeah, it's a real meal and it's, it's not the same. Another reason I, I, I don't like traveling within the States is going to an airport is just very consuming physically, mentally. The whole process of going to an airport in the States and the security, it's just a, truly, it's draining on me. Here, it's, you show up, you go to the airport, you know, it leaves on time, you have a great meal, it doesn't matter how long the flight is, it's super cheap, no problems. I love it. So again, more revelations about that's like a perk um, or my personal reasons I don't enjoy vacationing. But yeah, the cost thing, I don't think I don't, I'm not buying it. No, you're right. That's, like I said, that excuse goes right out the window when you hear firsthand from someone who's experiencing this, like to hear the comparison of even simply the Uber is actually kind of remarkable when you think about it. Do you want to take a guess or do you want me to tell you what my monthly, total monthly bills are? Ooh. Cost of living total, including, so I still travel within the country. I make it a, a habit or a requirement that I at least explore once a month. So that will include a flight and hotels um, at least once a month. All dinners out or all through everything. My total expenses, including one month, once a month travel. What's my expenses? Do you want to guess or do you want me to tell you? Once a month travel, all your expenses. Including rent. Including rent. Including, it's like, yeah, if I, I need clothes or, you know, if I need the exception in November, I bought a new uh, standing freezer and I bought an oven. Yeah, that was a little higher. Yeah, so like you you splurged a little more here and there. But I still splurge. I'm not cheap. Because I'm not of... cheap. I, I, I do whatever I want here. I, I buy whatever I want. That's Just awesome. so you know, I'm not, I'm not frugal. I'm not frugal. Interesting. So while not being frugal, I would guess, I don't know, maybe under $3,000? $550 a month. Um, what? I <laughs> so under one thousand. Under one thousand. And you're talking all life experiences. Um, yes. Your I, sustainability. I buy. What I want. I buy your head. Bar bottled water. I've got uh, club soda. You know, I, I buy what I eat, whatever I want. I I, I do what I want. Um, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not frugal. Say that number again. Five five zero. Point zero zero. Only because, like, I'm in Massachusetts. Right. We're you like, it. you can't find a closet for that price. <laughs> I know. I know. So that's more of a perk thing about traveling is. Now, don't get me wrong. There, there's a um, there's expat areas in every country, just like there are expat areas in New York. It's where you like to people like to be surrounded with. They like to be comfortable. Um, 
majority of expats live in Vietnam and they live in an expat area where rent's higher. All the stores, they speak English and the menus are in English. So the restaurants charge five times more, the rent is four times more. So, you know, I live in a local area, um, but that's my choice. That's part of my trap, my experience, and I want to maximize this. That's well, on purpose. I, I think when we're talking it's travel, nice. Yeah, yeah that, that, that makes sense. Like, I feel like if you're talking travel, you would want to be in the local spots. So like, many, experience so many culture. <laughs> right. <laughs> so many don't. So many don't. Oh, yeah. See, that's wild to me. I can't imagine leaving America to go, like, somewhere that's, like, just, like, another version of America. Like that doesn't my, know what I want. <laughs> my litmus test is if your neighborhood has a, a Taco Tuesday, you're in the wrong neighborhood. You're um, you shouldn't be in Vietnam where they have pizza night. You just it doesn't make sense to me. No, you but, want to experience the culture. Yeah. Now, in fairness, and again, this is all about awareness. Um, I've been teaching since the lockdown because I can't travel. I can't leave the country. Um, and a, a fellow teacher said, oh, you live, and this is a nice neighborhood. He goes, oh, you live over there. He goes, don't you get lonely? Because he knows there's no English speaking stores or businesses here. And I said, no. Um, but my response to him is, don't you feel silly or like you're missing out like on the culture? But he doesn't. So we both, we both have two different approaches. I want to experience it. He wants a different, different environment. He doesn't want to. I enjoy Every day I walk outside, literally every day I walk outside and I learn something and I want to learn it. I'm a kid in the candy store. He doesn't want that. He wants a different experience. He enjoys, you know, having, you know, beers with foreigners, foreigners being us, people who are not from Vietnam. That's what he wants. So he's taking advantage of it. It's still cheaper for him, even if it's under two or 3,000 a month. It's still cheaper for him and it's a different environment and it's something unique that he would not have if he had not left the U.S. I think he's from the U.S. That's understandable. I want so, more. I want more. No, it makes sense because like the thing is there's obviously a different level of what people yearn for and some people yes. are looking to explore in different ways and I don't want to take yes. that away from anybody, um, sure. which is why I guess like the biggest thing that I like to highlight is simply just like with that difference between vacationing and, and traveling is like actually going out to explore and experience the culture in the way that is best for you. So if it does look a little different, like maybe not everybody does want to go experience the full like local, uh, get, get all of the culture, like kind of like right. do the whole runaround, which is fine. But I feel like it's also not okay to sit there and then be mad when you can't make it as cost efficient. Because you're, if, if you're looking to do the more expensive things, if you're looking to do the less, lo, like see less local experiences and kind of get the more Americanized version, then I mean, that's, this, that's, all, that's all you can really do. That's all, you can't really. Right, I can't blame him or them for wanting that. But I can say that I feel, think, know that they are shortchanging themselves. Yes, like they're that not they're really looking really... at the bigger picture you're really missing this opportunity because if they are too, and they probably will, when they finish teaching, they'll return home. And they had so much in their grasp. They had such an opportunity right there in front of them and they're not taking advantage of it. That's the part. I don't blame them for wanting what they want. 
I do feel like they might have, they might regret it. No, that makes sense. Like you don't blame them for it, but you kind of feel bad for them because they don't realize what they're missing. Right. Absolutely. Ultimately. And I guess one of the things that like, I'd like to just remind people that are listening to us right now is, I mean, we're talking specifically about Vietnam, which is definitely somewhere that I'd like to visit at some point. Um, I was also mentioning, you know, Costa Rica, like how that was looking somewhat cost efficient. Like you can go to places in Europe and find cost efficient ways to live. Like there's always going to be that area, as you mentioned, there's always going to be a more high-end area and there's always going to be a more like cost-efficient area. So that is why like the whole cost thing can't be used as, oh, I can't travel because I can't afford it because it is possible to find ways to travel lightly and afford it. Yes. Now you have to be careful. And again, it's such an eye-opening experience. It takes me so long to wrap my head around this to be able to express it. There were two people that I knew that, traveled to Thailand before I came to Vietnam and one of them she had (laughs) she did not have the budget to be gone for six weeks in Thailand she didn't have it when she returned she complained about how she didn't have money to experience what she wanted to experience that's a problem you know if if you have and she did she had the money for the flight um, but that was it And her words, I didn't have money for the coffee that I wanted to try. I sat across the street from the coffee shop and I couldn't even afford that cup of coffee. You have to use a little bit of your wits. You know, you have to budget something, but it's still affordable. You can't go there without the tools to be able to experience it because things do cost money. You have to be realistic. Well, and that's why you you want to plan though. Because like, look ahead of time at what some of these things may cost. And like you said, budget and prepare for it. Not like, cause I'm not by any means saying hop on a flight with nothing in your pocket. And <laughs> she just go for she it. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? What are you... Yeah. Again, you wasted six weeks in this country. Yeah, because six you're weeks. just doing what? Yeah, she just got to walk around, which is good. But I realized in trying to define what a, traveler is i realized she didn't go there to to try and receive anything she didn't she returned thinking she was um dr doolittle because she spent time at this elephant uh, rescue place um sanctuary i ended up going to one of those um, you know they're they're a glorified zoo but she went there with a group that from her hostel she went to a social hostel which also a red flag you wanted to meet people. She wanted to meet people. She didn't want to uh, budget living, budget staying quarters. She went for a social hostel. So all the red flags that she was not going there to experience and to to whatever it was that the country offered, she was going there for different reasons, without money, staying in a social atmosphere with other foreigners. Um, so when she got to the sanctuary, she believed it. Hook, lion, sinker that, oh yes, I'm... Dr. Doolittle and I saved the, helped save these elephants. I went by myself and, and ended up being able to, because I was by myself, I got to ride in the front of this truck for two and a half hours while the rest, everyone else that was with other people rode in the back. I quizzed those people nonstop. So tell me about, and you, know, you learn it really is a, it's a, it's a petting zoo. You know, they, they breed the animals there. How, well, how do the animals, how do the elephants know to how to 
react with humans? Well, we take them away for three to five years and we train them. Oh, so you, it's, it's, it's 100% a zoo. You're breeding them, you're training them, they're doing tricks for us. It's a zoo. It's a zoo on a plant, on a rice farm. Um, and again, you know, the good thing is that those the locals need money. Sure, there's a business plan behind it, but it helps the economy. Makes sense. But, it, but she's not Dr. Doolittle. She missed out because she didn't go there with a purpose of wanting to learn. But she thought, I'm going there for six weeks. I'm a traveler. Yeah, no. That's an interesting. So I like this little segue because, okay. I, I mean, I guess it is all about perspective, too. Because, I mean, you're looking at a, someone who was looking for the true purpose of like experience and traveling and that right. versus someone who like kind of took a vacation and is yeah, considering themselves traveling is what it sounds like to me. Um, so I like that you red flagged the social hostel. And the reason I like that is because I want you to talk about why, because people seem to red flag hostels in general, which you didn't do. You specifically, you specifically um, red flagged the idea of the social hostel. So I'd like to know a little bit of the difference there. Okay. Well, Another backstory. When I was standing on the beach in Santorini when my friends left me, because we stayed on a boat, their boat for 10 days. So they literally dropped me off on the beach. Not, I'm not just making this up. I'm on the beach. And before I left for this trip, a friend of mine had encouraged me to just don't bring luggage. It's not worth it. If you lose it, blah, blah, blah. So I did just bring a backpack. And I had already learned where your heavy or long clothes. I'm wearing pants and a long sleeve shirt and a jacket on the beach. With the backpack. So in Santorini, uh, I ended up staying in the hostel for the first time in my life because I had now made the decision, you know, wander, go, find your way to the airport, find another place, go. And I, I made my way to the airport, worked my way back one bus stop because I was really worried about getting lost. I get lost all the time. I should not have been wandering with a, I, none of this should have ever happened. But I saw a hostel, I stayed at a hostel for the very first time because I always heard about hostels, but I didn't understand them. And I thought, here we go. I just kicked open the door, let's, let's stay at a hostel. It was so uneventful. And I, I left the next morning thinking I missed something. There's no way that everyone talks about hostels. And that was it. That was, that was not, there was, I didn't get anything from that. Something was wrong. So I flew up to Athens and I stayed at another one. This time it was next to a hotel. It was the same price as a hotel. So I couldn't really figure this out. I'm still trying to decipher exactly what a hostel is. This time it was horrible. You know, the place smelled and people are arguing. And I was like, okay, now I'm starting to, to kind of understand. Not, not necessarily good or bad. I'm just, I'm, I'm starting to get something. And I sat on the end of my bed, just going, you know, the hotel is right next door because it was horrible. It smelled so bad. I said, the hotel is next door. Go, go. No, 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 Paul, you're here to learn. Do it. Stay, stay. Having these, this internal dialogue. Do not go, go, do not go. And I stayed. And I've got to tell you, it was one of the best experiences. I stayed in the hostel for three weeks. Um, the bad people left. Good people came in. I started seeing how... The, you know, the machine works. Now, the reason I'm telling you this story is that I had met somebody in this hostel who, hostel who also encouraged me to keep going. <clears throat> um, he 
programmed computers on his laptop and that's how he did what he did. And I, I said, well, I'm in hospitality, what can I do? Um, because he said every, every career um, translates to traveling. I said, well, what about hospitality? He goes, well, not really your field, but most fields too. So I was like, okay, there's no encouragement there. But when I finally ended up in Vietnam and I said, this is a place I wanna stay, um, I remember at some point along the way, someone had said a lot of expats open hostels. So I opened a hostel. Oh, in, okay. In Hanoi. Okay. That was my very long story of, of how I understand them. I actually didn't expect it to go yeah. there. So this is like, that was, <laughs> this is good. Okay. I'm, I am extremely intrigued right now. So I, I started in Ho Chi Minh, but anyways, um, I opened up a hostel in Hanoi and it was not a social um, hostel but I started to see that there's two types. There were social and non-social, period. Yes, there's age restrictions in some and some there's quality, and, but really that's the difference. Now, I realize there's more to add to the definition of each and the kind of people that stay in each. And it is very clear. If you're going to purposely look for a hostel that's classified as a social environment with other foreigners, then your purpose is to socialize in English with other people not from that area. So nothing, again, Makes sense. none of this is judgment, but you're going there, you're choosing that place specifically for this, the atmosphere. The ones that do not want the social atmosphere are going there because they're on a budget. I want to sleep. Most of those places, you know, lock the doors early. I'm going there because I'm on a budget. It still doesn't define a traveler. A traveler can stay in a nice hotel or, or a budget hostel, but the, um, the traveler is not going to be found in the, in the social uh, hostel. You can't, you can, you're not maximizing. You will go on tours, you will ride your motorbike through the country, but it's a vacation. It's a vacation. Sense. An escape from reality with <clears throat> no routine behind it, true. Uh, also, I feel like. Um, yeah. I have actually talked to a friend before who mentioned how he loves routine so much. And um, what, that's one of his biggest yes. things when he travels is to like keep the routine as much as possible. I need routine. I, yes. I yeah. hear that. <laughs> I hear that. So I think routine is one of the big things that comes up then with traveling as well, because I mean, if you, if, if there is no routine, then it is a vacation because it's the escape from reality and you're not following um, you're, you're kind of just allowing yourself to Yes, you're still enjoying. And I'm not saying you're not experiencing if you're on a vacation. Obviously, you're still experiencing different things. But like you yep. mentioned, just maybe not to the maximum potential of like truly living it, truly like actually living in that atmosphere and in these different ways than what we're used to. I think that's a big, a big piece of it. Right. You will, you should experience. If you go to um, whatever beach is up in, is Marblehead a beach? If you go yeah, up somewhere in, <laughs> if you go to a beach there, you know, you might experience, if you haven't been there, you might experience a, a new lobster roll. I don't know. Um, but yeah, you're, you're, the goal is to relax. If you go to Vietnam and you are going with a group and you're going to experience something, um, but that's not your purpose. Your purpose is 
vacation. Your purpose is not, um, I want to, I want to really learn from this. I want that experience. That's not what you're going for. And that's not where you'll get from it. And I can say that because I didn't leave on this trip as, um, as a traveler. I left on vacation. So I, I know, I know the difference because I, I switched gears. I realized, whoa, there's something to learn. Yeah. I, I, that's why I'm going to keep going. And I think that was very telling when I stayed in the hostel. The first night that I decided to keep going is the first time I stayed in the hostel. I said, you know, I, I want to experience. So that's when it all started. I think the hostel was probably my first, um, yeah, the, one of the first experiences. As silly as it is, it's an experience. No, it's not silly. I think it's pretty amazing because there's plenty of us who can't say that we've even experienced that. So have you, you know? have you stayed in one? Have you stayed? I in actually hostel? have not stayed in a hostel. I know. I. I, I have nothing against it. I just haven't. I just haven't done it yet. Well, my take was always why, why, why would I want to stay in a dorm room with strangers <laughs> when I can stay in a hotel? Why would I? It's the same as traveling. Why now? I say, why wouldn't you want to experience it? Why wouldn't you want to know for yourself? Why oh, wouldn't you? It makes and complete this, sense. And the second one, I stayed up for three weeks. Am I? description the first night was smelly uh people were yelling i didn't want to stay uh it was horrible horrible i'm telling you <laughs> mosquitoes uh loud at night just horrible um but it was one of the greatest experiences because it was an and, experience and you learned from it and it kept you on it's i feel like it kind of sent you on your journey as a traveler right and if that experience was happening while i was vacationing it would stay, it would stick as a horrible experience. When you have a horrible experiences when you're traveling, they stay as experiences, learning experiences. You, the takeaway is always different, always different. Well, that's because awesome. your outlook's it, different. It, it goes along with the mindset in general. So yes, yes, you're, exactly. You're using a lot mindset. of my favorite words that um, if, you, <laughs> if you listen to this podcast or actually just any conversation I have on the daily, I'm right. really mentioning intention purpose um yes. i i love that you have talked about the intention and the purpose behind it all like behind traveling and behind the experiences because i think that that obviously makes a big difference and the number one thing is the mindset because if you're going there and you're not open to learning new experiences and you're not <clears throat> ready to face setbacks and understand that that could happen as well that like not every right. experience is going to be the happiest, most positive experience, but realize that it is still a learning experience in some type of way, that makes a huge difference too. Because you're right, if you're on a vacation and something goes wrong, people will let that ruin their whole vacation. Whereas and like, that, you can't yep. do that. And if you're, that's the other, another important part with traveling by yourself. If you are with somebody, then that horrible experience, they're your sounding board that just keeps the issue going. I didn't like this. This is why we should change. When you're by yourself, no one wants to hear it and no one's going to hear it. You know, it, it dissipates. It goes away because there's nothing to do about it. It also allows you more freedom. And we were talking here with my friends in Vietnam. You're more likely to, if you have body images, you're more likely to 
go into go swimming if you don't know anyone around. If you're with your friend or friends and you are not comfortable, you're, the chances are you won't go in the water. You won't try that. It's the same for everything we do. We're so worried about being judged that we don't do the things that we want to do. There's a wall that's up that we're just afraid to push. Makes sense. Go by yourself, you're more likely to take chances and you're less likely to have issues with problems that would be in the States. We were talking about the wearing pajamas in public because here they wear pajamas it's just normal, but they don't call them pajamas, so they're not pajamas. But they are, <laughs> they are pajamas. <laughs> they and they'll are. work in them and they wear them outside, casual, store, normal. So there's so much judgment within us. It would still, if I see someone in the States wearing pajamas at the store, I think, whoa, they, um, they've pretty much given up on life, haven't they? <laughs> You're like, they're <laughs> Poor things having a, a tough time. Yeah. Um, so, would I be able to wear pajamas in the states now that I realize it's not a big deal? Probably not, because I'm afraid of being judged of how people think, regardless if I don't care how or I say I don't care how people think. It's just that that mindset, like you were talking about. But it's really not a big deal. They wear the pajamas around here all the time. It's normal. But the mindset will cage us in and keep us from wearing them like we want. Silly. And that's why and that's, a, that's a big piece of like the whole point of this podcast actually is finding ways to shift your mindset in different areas. Right. So I think that it's interesting how you just referenced that like you don't care, you wouldn't care, but like deep down you would still kind of care if you were you in say the you don't care, but you care. Yeah. And it's like, how do you shift out of that to not care? Because it's like, really, it doesn't matter. Ultimately, it doesn't actually matter what anyone else thinks. But we live in a society in, in the States where it is a huge, like everyone's worried about what other people think, where it seems like what you're saying, like over in Hanoi, people aren't too concerned about what anyone else looks like. They're just going about life and doing their jobs and working and doing what they got to do each day, not really thinking about what anyone else is going to say about what they're doing. Well, well, I think they are aware. It's the fact that pajamas are normal. So here, face masks are normal. It's part of the culture. But I've learned over the years that Yes, it's part of the culture, so you wear them if someone you know is sick or you wear it for pollution, but females also wear them if they don't have makeup on and they're going somewhere, similar to how in the States, interesting. someone might put a baseball hat on. Okay, that is very hair. interesting. So they do care. My, my analogy was more about how pajamas specifically are normal here, and even if they were, and they, they are pajamas, I need to stop saying if, because they will wear <laughs> the exact same clothes to bed. They'll, that same outfit that they wore all day long and worked all day and went to the store, they will wear it to bed. So whoever wants uh, semantics, pajamas or not, they wear them and they are pajamas. But they're allowed here. I can wear them and not be judged, but can I myself personally do that and would I do that in the States? 
So back to the intent and the mindfulness, it's what, what will I allow myself to do? And if I don't have the ability to, to make that change, make that decision or to step outside of this comfort zone, how do I create it? Um, because I need to wear pajamas <laughs> at the store uh, or I need that experience. I don't have to do it every day, but I need the experience. And if you can't control that, then traveling by yourself definitely encourages it because there is no one around you to judge and you're in a different country. So it gives you the opportunity that you don't have to travel with somebody to have that experience. Right. So it's definitely easier to shift the mindset when you don't have, as you referred to it, which I loved, was um, that sounding board of someone else bouncing back at right. So like when you're, when you're with someone else, it's very easy to be concerned about what they're saying, what they're thinking, thinking what yeah. they're feeling versus if it's just you, you, you can, you get to choose how you feel and think like emotions and feelings and thoughts. Those are all real. They'll pop up, but you get to yeah. choose whether or not you're going to let them control you or not when right. it's just you, when you don't have other people like bouncing things off of you or bouncing off how they feel like they're so upset that something went wrong, but you're able to move on from that but you can't really move on from that if someone else is constantly upset about it. So yeah. it, I feel like it does all come down to being in full control of just your own mind. Which is difficult, which yeah. is difficult. And, and think about even any aspect of your, your travel. If you're eating food, you know, we're so, we're people pleasers. Am I going to take the last bite? Is someone going to think, you know, should, you know, Etiquette says I should leave one bite left on the plate or am I, do I look like a pig if I eat all of it? Or when you're by yourself, you'll take more chances and, and have more experiences because there's no one to judge. No one to judge. So yes, you need to, you need to travel. I need to get you, I mean, Maria, I need to get you traveling. That's true. Um, I, I will not dispute that. I have no arguments here. I have no arguments about that. <laughs> there goes the Boston. I know. It told you it comes out with the passion. <laughs> <laughs> and, and with a kid, that's the, a common uh, reason why most people don't want to or can't feel they can't. Um, but I think it's it, when it benefits you, it benefits the, the child, you know? And, nice. and, just even if you didn't have a child, I think it's it's we've all earned the right to have this experience. You know, why why should we shortchange ourselves and not have this experience? Not a single I've heard many people who did not like their vacation. I've never once, never once heard someone who was and did actually travel, never once heard anyone say they wish they didn't. Never, ever. Vacations, yeah. What a waste of money. Or the weather was bad all the time. Never from a travel, ever. Wow. When you, it, that actually makes a lot of sense too, because I feel like a vacation, even though it's meant to like re relax you, I feel like they're very stressful. Like vacations are kind of stressful because there's so much pressure on them. Maybe that's why. And we're in an age where there's, constant communication we're not really escaping we all work from our phone or computer it's it's never ending it's an escape of the surrounding and i think it serves a purpose but you know it drains the account 
and it, it doesn't really bring you anywhere mentally. Again, vacations, I think, nothing wrong with them. But traveling is a whole different experience that you're, <laughs> you're missing out on. Whole different. Well, you know, another thing, so we talked about like money, how sometimes people say that they can't travel because of money. And we threw that excuse out the window because there's plenty of ways to travel in an affordable way. I mean, of course, if you straight up don't have the money, try to get the money first, budget for it, plan. Um, We talked about, you know, being a parent, having a kid or having some of those responsibilities. That's usually a reason some people say they can't. I love this next reason I'm going to bring up because you have proved this one completely just like, <laughs> not, like not an excuse anymore either. And that's um, my job. Like, right. Like I have a job. I can't just leave my job. Like you had a straight up career that you worked your butt off to build. Yeah. You got right. yourself into a great position doing what you did. And you, you managed to take that with you though, eventually. Oh, 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 wait, wait, there's more. So oh, I, okay, okay. let's hear this. So the, the hustle was, um, I, I, opening businesses is easy for me. Business in general is easy for me because I've, I've always put myself into it. You know, whatever, wherever I work, I wanted to learn more and learn how it works. It's what I want to do. It's what I do. So I'm not, I'm not saying that opening a, a hostel would be as easy for someone else, but I don't think it would be difficult, but it was also pretty cheap compared, I could never have opened it in the States for the price that I opened it for here. Um, But then I opened a hotel also. Then I opened a travel agency because I realized I can do it, (laughs) you know? Why not? I I can can do it, I'm gonna do it. But I closed all three with COVID. I closed all three with COVID. Um, So happy because I found myself right back into that New York mindset because it's it's in me, it's intrinsic. I just want to keep pushing myself, open another business. It's, I can do it. Why not? Of course, you know, make money. And I started getting away from, I, I started not leaving Hanoi. Um, I was very, very thankful for COVID. Very, very thankful because it's not easy to open a business here. And it was very, it requires a lot of micromanaging, a lot. So it was 24 seven with I mean, two 24, three 24 seven businesses. It just didn't because even if someone's traveling, they needed to still contact us. Plus hotels and hostels are 24 seven businesses. It was a lot. It was actually more chaotic than the life I had in New York. So I was super thankful. I could not have been happier. Um, so can you do it? Um, could you, can you travel somewhere where it's affordable? Yes. A different topic, can you go somewhere and recreate a life? Absolutely. If I can create three businesses in a year, someone else can. And the day I, the day I closed the last business, they were all within about a month or so. Um, But that day I said, you know, what else can I do? I can't leave the country. I'm going to teach. And that day I sent out 40 five resume i got my certification to teach that day i sent up for i had a job the next day basically in short you can do it you have to apply yourself but you it's affordable to travel and different topic related to it if you wanted to have more or a greater experience and stay somewhere longer it is possible I, i've never taught before and now i'm on 
almost two years of it. <laughs> well, I know? love what you just said because it's something that no matter what the topic is about, it always comes back to this. And I just love reiterating this as much as possible. Right. right. If you want something, you can do it if you make it happen. Like Simple. you can't just <laughs> expect it to happen. You have to be able to take the actions. Like you said, you sent out, you got a certification and sent out four to five, 45 resumes in a day. So you yeah, didn't just I, sit I see, back and wish for it. Right. And I did, it's not like I needed money that day where I said, I need a job tomorrow. But I said, what am I going to do? Um, what can I do? No one's here to guide me anymore because I'm no longer surrounded by, <laughs> by people in a hostel traveling who can guide me now i'm surrounded by local employees you know local vietnamese so i have no sounding board again um but i have no one to feed off of no one no one to give me advice and i say what do people do (laughs) what do they do all right so uh, you know you start piecing the puzzle together and you realize oh people that travel i hear a lot of them teach okay how do i teach oh i need a certificate oh how do i get one Okay, done. I think I sent out my, my resumes before I even finished the class. But, you know, it, it didn't take time at all. But yes, if you want it, it's not going to happen if A, you don't want it, and B, you don't allow it to happen. It's yeah, not it goes going back to that, that intention and purpose. You got to set the intention behind it. You got to take the actions that you need to take. You can't just, I always say, words are very important. Words and thoughts yeah, are important, yeah. but regardless of how strongly I feel about the importance of your act, your, your words and your thoughts, actions will always speak louder than words because nothing can actually be created. Nothing can actually manifest without walking the path and making the moves that need to be made. Right. And it doesn't even have to be make it happen. It's allow it to happen. I like that word better. You know what? That's a good way of putting it. It's allow it to happen. Allow it to, and take the steps that need to be taken. You can't just sit down and like, you know, be upset that you're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hope, hope is not a plan. Hope is not a plan. And it's definitely, please, 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 no one listen to this, think that we're telling you not to have hope, like always have hope, but you need to have a plan to go along with it. Well, I, I'm not, definitely not disregarding hope. Hope is hope, yeah. but hope's not a plan. You can't say, I hope I get a new car. <laughs> you need to have a plan. You need to have a job and a budget and you can't hope that's going to happen or ask people start putting it out there make moves like talk like sometimes sometimes people don't even realize the difference it could make like you've mentioned a couple times how you you know like you went on that um you went to the sanctuary and you were in the truck and you had the opportunity to like literally ask and interview the the people that were leading it pretty much you got such a deeper level of than what other people have hours yeah and it happened more than once there was another one where it was the Karen Longneck. I don't know if you know the people with the long necks. And anyway, everyone else was on this tour path. And I, I did. I literally snuck away and went back to where they actually lived. Um, and I realized it's, that too was a hoax. It was like Disneyland. Everyone takes off their, <laughs> they don't have long necks. And they, <laughs> they take off this jewelry and satellites, uh, satellite dishes on their houses. They're not, it's not some remote village. Like it's sold to us. I still enjoy it. Um, at one point, I started thinking, because this was somewhat early on in the trip, I started thinking, I should have two accounts. One of people like Karen Longneck, or the, that's the name of the tribe, and one of behind the scenes showing it's fake. But I didn't want to discourage people from traveling. 
I don't want people, I still want people to go there. I still want people to see it, I, but I want people to have their eyes open and if, go for the experience. I still want them to see it. So I, I put the kibosh on that because I didn't want to turn people away from traveling and give them an excuse. That's what my fear we was. You don't need any I more all, excuses. <laughs> yeah, and I, I didn't even realize then the foresight, but I, I knew I didn't want to give people an excuse not to travel. I didn't realize I was going to want to encourage people to travel at that point, but I knew at that point I did not want to discourage them from traveling. I did know that. So I didn't do it. I didn't take pictures of any bad things. Did not. And I still don't. But I, I, still bet, I still bet seeing them, though, definitely puts things in perspective for you. So like experiencing it, it yourself, like allowing like and that's I think that's why you don't want to share that side of things and kind of allow people to go see it for themselves, because it probably probably hits different when you do see it for yourself. It does. Two places. That was one of them. And another place uh, in Turkey where all these things that they're selling as homemade or crafty local crafts were, were from China. You know, I snuck away and, and there's the cases of the products that they bought from China and put on display as something that the local people just made twice. Huge, huge. But that's not the takeaway. And that shouldn't be the takeaway for the tour groups when you're going to a pottery place. It shouldn't be, they do, however. People want to buy a piece of pottery saying, oh, I bought this from xyz in turkey it was made by local people great you know it, it, it's like a selfie it's going to be a memory of the trip and it helps the local economy done but if you travel by yourself you would know it wasn't made there but i i hope you still enjoy it i, that enjoy me, I mean it. i i can kind of um i can relate so uh, <laughs> the only place out of the country i've actually been is to aruba and right. we had we went with friends so i was with people and right. it was always a constant battle of like what everyone wanted to do each day. Like <laughs> you wanted to just stay on the beach and drink all day, which like, I'm sorry, but we could do that at home. You want right. to go do like some of the really like touristy um, attractions. Like, okay, fine. I can get down with like parasailing and snorkeling. Like right. we're in the Caribbean. Why not? I'm definitely cool with that. But when nighttime comes and you just want to like go to the casino or like go out to eat. Like, I can't, I can't do that. So like what I had to do was I actually had to sneak away from my friends and talk to some of the locals who worked at the resort we were staying at. And I asked right. them what they do at night, where they go. And I ended right, up right. leaving the resort and going to the coolest place that I had ever seen while I was like, while I was on this vacation, like nothing that anyone sent any of us tours to do compared to the places right. that the locals took me. That's how it works. And that's, that's why I, I couldn't stress it enough. And that's why I love what you do. And I, I, I couldn't stress it enough to people to try to get that local experience. And you're right. I wasn't really able to find it until I was willing to venture off on my own. And that's just a taste. You know, that's not reality. Like you had, you just dipped your toe in the water. That's just like a taste and, of, of. And I was your, on vacation. Right. <laughs> it was more. Right. I mean, you're very limited. It's very, it's reality and it's amazing. And it is an introduction in, as to what truly is possible to experience for you or anyone. That is, and everyone knows that. Everyone goes on vacation going, I wonder what the locals do, let's ask locals. Now, living in places like Charleston, I know we always sent them to certain places that we still may not be local places, but we knew uh, they would want to go to. So there's, you're still a little misguided, misguided, not you, your experience was amazing experience. And, and the 
great takeaway is that you know, you understand what the potential is if you experience it by yourself. Yeah, well, if that's you a thing. As a local, I got a taste of it, and I've been craving it ever since. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I still haven't made it happen, and I plan on changing that. I plan on making it happen, but um, I will say, even just that taste of it was better than any vacation I've ever been on. Every day, literally for me, every day, I had fake dog meat stew last night. They eat dogs here still. Um, different topic, and you know that's their culture, not my culture, whatever. But the cool thing is like, it was just a normal meal, but to, to have that meal as a precursor and the conversation of, well, why don't you eat dog meat? So well, I don't want to eat dog. Why don't you want to eat dog? Because it's part of your culture. Why don't you know that whole experience? It was just a simple dinner. Um, and again, whoever's listening, I did not eat the dog. This was fake dog meat, meaning typically this meal is pre is made with dog as, as a certain way. So my friends don't eat dog. They substitute pork leg. Um, but this is every day, everything is an experience that I wouldn't, I wouldn't have anything similar to that if I was anywhere else or if I never left, I should say. Or even if you were just it. stopping in for a week, like. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't have that. So, you know, there's a lot of value to it. Absolutely. I can, I can definitely see that. And I feel like one of the other things that, cause we just talked about, you know, food, <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a great segue to also kind of dive into the way that you have been experiencing and sharing their culture in, in the form of cuisine and food. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm working on a book. It's done, but it probably won't be out to the end of the year. But let me tell you the, that, intrinsic part of me that wants to open a business after I close the, the businesses I wanted to open a restaurant because I just want to open a business I just love opening businesses it's so easy I know so but I started getting recipes together for that so the book was never my intent um, but in this in traveling every, a lot changes and you you learn more about yourself but one thing I found was I want to return the inspiration to encourage others to travel and for me i think i found a voice and that voice with my background is which is culinary i thought a cookbook where i could introduce the culture to try and pique people's interest if not traveling to vietnam then at least somewhere so i tried to do a authentic recipes they're very complicated, but they have to be because they're authentic. But the, the, the part of the culture is just lighthearted. And the reason I did this, did it this way was I had someone who visited me who made a comment where her friends thought that you needed a uh, machete to get to the hotel because they, they, their image of Vietnam was one big mountainous rainforest. Because we don't, I didn't really learn about Vietnam. There was a war, that was it. So I thought if I could introduce these little tidbits about culture in a fun way, maybe that could be a platform to try and get people to, to think about traveling. 
Well, I like that idea of ex- being able to experience the culture like when you can't travel, when it's still not tangible, while you're still preparing to travel, like while you're making that plan and setting that budget, you know, nothing, it never hurts to read some books. <laughs> it never hurts to read some books. So if you can go ahead and read not just a book, but like a cookbook and actually experience some of these things on your own, that's really cool as well. And I think that the other cool thing too, is it gets you excited and kind of sets the idea for when you do travel, because we all know that no matter how much I follow this recipe in your cookbook, there's no way it's going to come anywhere close (laughs) to this authentic cuisine that I could try and experience like by traveling there. And that was part of my, uh, when I was seeing and still see on social media, I'll see someone post a picture of some Vietnamese dish and I was as guilty, but I'll see a picture of this dish and I think that is not what we have here. That is not it. We don't even have those ingredients. But, and I, I'm, I fall prey to that. When I lived in New York City, I thought ex- I knew exactly what a banh mi was. And I went to the places that were always the best banh mi is in New York City. We, didn't, we don't sell that. We don't, we, I never see that sandwich here. Banh mi just means sandwich. So in the morning, it might be egg and pate. The afternoon, it might be meatballs. It's just the bread. It just means, it just means bread, just means sandwich. Um, but I didn't know that. So I'm as guilty. So it, it was all part of the same. And especially with social media, because people will post a picture or tag me or say, look at what I made. And you just want to go, well, what is it? Because <laughs> um, we don't <laughs> use those ingredients. I've never seen what, you know, I just what? love that. Like what, 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 what is it? <laughs> uh, but so the food, you know, the food helps explain the culture. We don't, we don't know. So we don't know unless someone tells us. So how, I mean, how else are we going to know if, if someone doesn't tell us, we're not going to know. If they don't we tell don't us or we don't it. experience it ourselves. If we don't experience it, we're not going to know. It's just, we can't expect and rely on others. And and why not experience it for yourself? Why not learn? Why not experience it? So that would be my biggest takeaway from this is just, you know, like if there's something out there that you've been waiting to do, stop waiting to do it. Like start making a plan on how to do it because to, to experience these things, to just be able to live. <laughs> what about, for those that can't see, I'm pointing at her. <laughs> there's no better inspiration than someone who's who's committing to do it right now on their own podcast (laughs) you know what i will accept that challenge right now and i will make this commitment i will make this commitment for people to hear because you know what i will tell you something when i record these episodes of my podcast with people (laughs) and i have these conversations I have never once, never once not went back and listened and thought like, oh, wow, I needed to hear that. (laughs) I think that every single time, like every time I have these conversations, I realize it's something I personally need to hear myself, which is why I'm grateful to be able to share them with the community because I know I can't be the only one who needs to hear it. So if I can at least inspire others to start making these mindset shifts and to start taking these jumps by publicly 
putting it out there myself, then I am so I'm I'm gr- grateful to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, and I I admit to everyone who who does listen or think it is very difficult to to be uncomfortable when you travel. So I get you know I, I would not be surprised if one of your friends says yeah let's do it, and then you go yeah let's go, and before you know two of you the two of you are going somewhere and the whole point is lost. It's very easy. We all want to be comfortable. We it's we like to be safe. We like to be around what we know. But you have the part where you have to step away and say, you know, I am going to try this because I know I'll learn from it. And if I if it's good for me, it's good for everyone. I have to do it by myself. I have to. You have to make that step. I know I'm feeling inspired right now. So I'm just <laughs> hoping that those of those who are listening also do. And I'm sure they do, because how can you not? <laughs> um, yeah, and, and reach out to me. I'll tell you some advice, like the backpack. Backpack was the best piece of advice I ever received. And living in New York, I remember working in a restaurant. People always brought their luggage in before or after check-in. It is very cumbersome. It is very... It's also distracting. You can't go somewhere and then just keep going because you don't have everything with you. So it does it does take away the maximizing of your your experience if you have more than just a backpack. That makes sense. So, so I guess big like- huge change. I I'd never. It's only a backpack for me. Anywhere I go, I Always. fly home, backpack. I don't never. It's it's a whole new life. It's so freeing. It really is. Sounds silly. Wait, try it. No, it doesn't sound silly. It actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, It it does. So I guess with that being said, as kind of like a final little wrap up to this, I want to put the pressure on for a little speed round. And (laughs) right, I know you didn't. You didn't tell me there was a quiz. Hey, there wasn't gonna be, but you know, you decided to call me out on my. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But um, no. Very simple. Very simple. I just want you to give us your top three and your top three reasons or tips for traveling alone you already mentioned a backpack so oh, like how tips? backpacks make it easy uh, a 40 liter backpack a 40 liter backpack with no wheels not just a backpack a 40 liter light backpack with no wheels the extra pound makes all the difference if you're carrying it everywhere so a 40 liter light backpack if you or anyone wants to find me i'll look up by the brand mine i ripped by accident um but it's i still have it it's so durable so yes, 40 liter um, waterproof backpack, light, no wheels. Uh, three other pieces of advice. Um, oh, three other pieces of advice. You can count that one. So we could give two more. The backpack counts. Um, you have to take care of your, your information, your passport. You need to have your backup. And that's not from me, but through the hotel business and hostel business, people losing their, their, their passports huge game changer you can be stuck somewhere that you don't want to be with no money and no 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 way out you need to take care of that that's just a responsible thing um third i'm going to add a third and that is uh emodium emodium Mm, okay interesting because i am still not a complete believer about my stomach has no issues with it. But the reality is that like here, I worked, we're closing. So I'll, I'll, <laughs> the, um, they, they don't use soap, they don't use hot water. 
there's nothing's washed. It's rinsed. Everything's rinsed. So yeah, realistically, if you want to maximize, um, you can't be stuck in bed with, with, uh, with squirts. Is that a? <laughs> that's a way to put it. <laughs> that's definitely a way to put it. But yeah, it, that can inhibit. That, that'll keep you from maximizing your your experience. So if that you are sense. in the surrounding, you're going to be away from somewhere. You're on a motorbike with a stranger. They're taking you up in the mountains of Sapa. If there's a rumbling, you need to be prepared. You need okay. to. And, like and that's. That. I did hear about. I did hear about making sure I had some. I did bring some when I left. Um, but I don't need it like I thought I was being scared into needing it. However, this is not, or a lot of countries where you're gonna travel where you wanna maximize your experience, like there's a lot of culture like Asia, um, a place like that, you wanna get your medication before you leave the country and because it will be real if it's- if No, that makes it. complete sense. I, I think that that's great advice. So we have backpack, light backpack. 40 liter. 40 liter that's light a, backpack. Yeah, that's a pit um, in the overhead. Protect your passport and your money. You don't want to get stuck without any of that, for sure. And that emodium is a great call because you don't know how your body's going to adjust. And like you well, said, get a, your medication before you leave your country. Take a picture of your passport. It's really my, you know, have it in the email. That's that what you sense. need. Because that is, I've seen people at the hotel and hostel who just, they were on vacation and they couldn't go home for two weeks. Imagine if you're, like, you're on vacation from work. You're like, ah, two more weeks. Is that okay? Can't make it. Um, you have to. You have to. I didn't think about it, um, but I didn't have a problem. But I did see a lot of people who were pretty much ruined because of it. Um, yeah, Imodium. Who would have thought? My advice is diarrhea medicine. Sounds <laughs> a bit to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I mean, you want to be prepared. It sounds pretty legit to me. Yeah. So that's my advice. This has been great. I appreciate this. And once again, like, I just hope that those listening are inspired in some type of way to get out there and experience and travel and do it, get cultured. <laughs> do it. And if they want advice, feel free to, to ask me, but I, that's, that's, that, that's, that's enough to get you going. Well, you know what? That's a perfect segue right now. Um, I was actually going to also give you an opportunity to tell people where they can find you, where they can follow along with your journey. And even if you want to mention um, just like just anything you want to mention, actually, here you go. The floor is yours. <laughs> well, you can stalk me. That's one way. You could stalk me that's in Illinois. And that's a good one. <laughs> you can sit across the street from where I live and watch me. Um, no, if you all seriousness, if you want to reach out to me on social media twitter is paul in vietnam feel free say you know what size or what brand backpack i'm not looking to sell you anything i don't you don't have to buy the backpack i recommend i won't give you a link to it um i will just tell you someone gave me the advice i still use it now in my everyday travel even at christmas time going home i a backpack um so yeah they can reach me on twitter or my website is a very very creative name i know Paul B. Kennedy, that's my name. Very creative, uh, but it's Paul B. like boykennedy.com. And they can also email me through that. But Twitter is probably the best. You can, that way you can instantly ask me a question if you have any, uh, and if I can answer it about traveling. But I do encourage you, Amanda, <laughs> 
to as well as anyone else to travel. I will be reaching out to you. We will be following up about this conversation <laughs> for sure. I can promise we can, we will hold myself accountable to this because I um, honestly, what I'm thinking is my mind, all, you know how you're talking about like different businesses. I also have that right. entrepreneur mindset. I'm always constantly thinking about the next step and what else I can do. Um, I'm already thinking of another episode of you and I chatting <laughs> a little bit deeper. Like we touched below the surface, like we can get into so much more. So I'm thinking that um, I'm going to hold myself accountable to this by circling back around and planning some type of trip. And I will hopefully be able to come to you for some tips on that and we can share that. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna keep this going, but I will say for your your brain right now, um, consider not planning. See if that helps you. Because when we plan, we start, that's when the excuses start coming in. That's fair. I like that. Um, that's when like you that start going, away. well, I can't, I, I can't because, and and that was me. And, that, and I say that because it happened to me and that was, you know, restaurant's too busy this time. I can't go. I can't leave. I can't leave them now. I can't do it now. Restaurant. But then it's Christmas. And that's big. And no, no, I just done. Go. All go. right. So I like that. And then you know what? That's some great advice. Like, just go. <laughs> do it. I didn't have a hotel. I just booked a flight. Figure it out when you get there. I, I mean, did. I landed. I landed with a backpack with no hotel. When you think about it, like, that is a that is a pretty realistic way of doing things because if you're in the situation, obviously you have no choice but to figure it out at that point. Right. Because it's like, now you're there. So now you're going to have to figure it out. Or you'll end up in a rabbit hole of, look at this review says yes, and this person says no. And what about this? This person said it's crime. And it gives you excuses. The rabbit hole of excuses. You got to just say, look, I'm doing it. Two weeks, see you later. I love it. Look, I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm going to follow up. All right. I'm looking forward to it, honestly. This has been great, Paul. Thank you so much for joining me today. I mean, obviously, Thank you. It's, we're in completely different time zones. You are 11 hours ahead of us right now. And the fact that you made yes. time to sit and chat with me about this means the world to me. So thank you so much. We made time for each other. I we appreciate it. I other. truly do. Pleasure talking to you. Um, yeah, anyone, feel free. Ask me questions. Let me know but please travel. Thank you. Thank you. Please yes, travel. please travel. Please travel. Please experience. Please just go. And I just want to take a quick second also to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you and hope that you're feeling as inspired as I am to just go, just go, go somewhere and experience life, <laughs> go live, go travel, go just do it. Whatever it is you've been wanting to do, just do it. So yes. thank you so much. Thank you. Everyone. Thank you, Amanda. Once again, this has been Paul Kennedy. I'm Amanda Marie. Thank you for listening to Mindfully Chaotic. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone.